Welcome to the Modern Biopharma Podcast. The world of today's medicines is big, complex, and constantly changing. Our goal is to give you insight into the people that are manufacturing the medicines people need every day. Whether it is the people taking care of these facilities, or those building them, or those maintaining the quality and integrity of every dose that is delivered to the patient, we interview the people that are making it happen and give you a chance to get to know them while we're at it. Thanks for saying hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Biopharma podcast. We're excited to have you here today. Um, we have another special guest today. Eric Feltz from Takeda is on with me today. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Eric, we're, we're excited to have you. Eric is the um, Associate Director of Engineering Quality Systems. I'm probably, I probably already got that wrong, um, but we, uh, we work together um, in ISPE uh, and a couple different um, modes and we've uh, interacted for a number of years together on that and I have to say Eric I'm I, I have your LinkedIn page open right now and yeah. and then I have you on my screen I wish I could put this up on the screen to show everybody I wouldn't recognize you between these two pictures oh yeah <laughs> you know this is the the, the COVID-19 look um, is that I wasn't sure if it was like mustache march or what we had going on. You, sure, you, yeah, yeah. You're a different person on these two pictures, so exactly. Uh, I'll encourage everybody to check out the difference once they're done watching uh, this video. <laughs> so we are all dealing with the COVID nineteen um, pandemic in a, in our own way, and this industry has been responding in a huge way. Um, how has this changed uh, your life so far? Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I think maybe just talk, talk a little bit about myself, um, you know, so outside of the pharma industry, I'm, you know, a, a father of three. So um, moving from, you know, going to work every day and, and doing the normal work thing with the kids going off to school to having um, three kids all home, um, my wife doing a little bit of her own work. Um, she does some tutoring, so just yeah. you know, doing that by Zoom and and and, and remotely, it, it, it's a it's a very different experience. A little bit a little bit surreal, probably like a lot of a lot of people. I think of um, you know how quickly some of this stuff has changed. A, a, a few weeks ago, right before this all kind of broke loose, we had our ISB uh, ISB ski trip, and, and one of the speakers called me up and said, you know, hey, you know let me know if we think we're going to cancel this event. And, you know, I was literally on the, you know, you know, on the lift coming, coming up and I was thinking to myself, cancel this. What are you, what are you talking about? You know? And then by Sunday of that, um, I work, I work over at Takeda. We, we closed down operations on that Sunday. And by Monday, although we hadn't officially canceled it, um, we had a board meeting on already scheduled for Tuesday. We'd made the, the, the board meeting virtual for Tuesday and um, it was scrapped. So just how quickly this has moved, has moved along from, um, you know, we had 140 people on a, on a ski trip on a Friday to Monday or Tuesday. We're, we're looking at closing things down. And if you told me that, you know, that schools would be closed down and restaurants, it, it's, it's just a, it's definitely an area where we learn to um, adapt and see how um, 
you know, see what, see what works for every, everyone else. Yeah, for sure. This has been a, a change unlike anything certainly I've seen. I, I think pretty much everybody has seen. So um, right. yeah, welcome to our new normal, right? Um, this has been quite a change. And, uh, you know, in, in our industry, it's definitely one of the essential industries, um, right? I'm, I'm sure I haven't, I haven't been back to, to cater recently, but I would assume it's an essential industry for uh, it's, it's labeled that. So there's still operations ongoing. We're still making medicine, Absolutely. but now we're doing it like on a skeleton crew and on and off and things like that. Is that, is that the case for you? Uh, absolutely. And it, it's a little bit of a finding ways to do things differently. So, uh, you know, I, I think that there's portions of this that will stick around after this whole um, pandemic has come and gone that, you know, we're learning to do things and you're questioning things that, you know, we always did in person and it made sense. Um, and you start to question, like, why, why are we doing this? Why, why does this practice have to be, why do we need to sign this in, in person? And, and there'll definitely be lessons that we learned that, that said, you know, there were things that we were probably doing that weren't that, that efficient. And, and when push came to shove, you um, decided to do it a little bit differently. And, and you, you'll, you'll walk away and say, you know what, we really never need to do that in the first place. So there'll likely be some, some good to come of it from at least from a business practices perspective that um, I imagine that there'll be more people that, that can work remote where, you know, they're coming in, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, you know, every day just to, to sit in the office. It was funny. Um, it was the Tuesday after the governor, the governor had, had kind of shut things down in the state or recommended people to stay home. And I, I texted um, my boss and I said, you know, I, I can go in into work. That's, that's, that's not a problem, but you need me to. And, you know, it, it, it took him a second. He's like, you know what? You know, just to, to go into work so that you can call into to teleconferences with other people that are at home doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense just to kind of show the show face. Um, why not just stay home? And, and since then, uh, been able to, to, to do that. So, um, yeah, it, it's been, yeah. It's, been a, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. What a change. And, you know, our industry, I know we're, we're totally off script here at this point, but, um, you know, our industry is, by and large, an industry that's known for resistance to change, right? I mean, we don't change things unless we either have to or uh, some kind of technology or new way of thing comes out. And, I mean, it has to convince you for, for years, usually, right, before it even gets any, any, any tread. Um, so right now, we're seeing change, like, like really fast, oh, right? Yeah. Um, do you see this, uh, you know, from an industry perspective, not, you know, a macro perspective, but do you see this more as a net positive or net negative, you think, for our industry right now? Um, I, I would say, you know, in the, the current state, obviously, there's a lot of negative to it. But I think in the end, I think we'll, we'll walk away um, having innovated. So, so I think any time that you end up falling forward, you end up, Doing something innovative to um, to work to work around challenges, you'll end up in a better place. And and I think that um, the ability to include people and to be thinking of people that are in remote locations, I think it's a net positive overall. Um, I, I think of this even with I with an ISVE, 
I'm also on the, the biomanufacturing conference that um, IH is, is going to be running over the summer. And we're, we're working through how can we make that, that a remote conference and what does that mean? So um, there probably will be things that even after this clears up that, that we learn and do differently that are of value. Um, of value. And, uh, you know, it probably yeah. won't be without, without a couple um, stumbling blocks in between. Yeah, necessity is the mother of invention, and um, I think we're going to see that in a monster way. So, all right. So, um, I want to sort of circle back a little bit here, if we can. Um, you know, we talked sure. a little bit about who you are. Your, your dad, husband, got three kids uh, all at home. Yep. I'm sure they're very helpful in your everyday work now that you work yeah. at home. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, my, mine are. I came up to do this interview. I had been out and I came back and I came up and my daughter is uh, doing her own homemade video of my uh, of, of doing hairstyles on my wife. And I was like, hey, you guys got to get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's, it was actually neat. We've, we've seen our kids do a, a bunch of neat things these last three weeks. So um, anyways, I, what I wanted to talk about next is like, um, just give us a little background of how you got into the industry sort of you know, how, how, how you ended up here, you know, maybe how you've progressed a little bit through it and where you're at today. Sure. So, so, so my, my beginnings um, in the industry actually go back to, uh, I, let, let's start where I went to school. I went to school at Cornell. Um, and I just really- a little like, school in New York. I yeah, know. just a little, a little, this little school up in upstate New York. Um, you may or may not have heard of it. So, um, yeah. There was one summer that I think was my summer before my, my junior year. Um, I was looking for an internship and oh, this was late and I didn't have one. So I called up the alumni office. I said, hey, uh, is, there, you know, is there any chance you could help me out? And they said, you know, let me give some calls. Let, let me see what we can do. So I get a call back uh, maybe a, a week later. And they said, hey, can you talk to this guy, Dick Priester? He's the um, director of engineering. <laughs> um, <laughs> Director of Engineering over at Biogen. Um, so, so I so I end up giving him a call. He he brings me in. You know, we do an interview, and um, he's like, "All right, you can um, you can start Monday." And I'm like, you know, just one of those things that kind of takes you down a path. That sometimes it's just that one little um, point in the chain. You know, being an in intern for you know maybe a foreshadow both on the industry side and the ISB side of, you know, um, someone in the industry being willing to, to, to kind of pay it forward a little bit and, um, and help out. So uh, I always credit my starts in the industry to, to, uh, to Dick. If, if only anybody even knew who that guy was up here in New England. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at your, at your LinkedIn and then page I, and realizing that was a good year of high school for me, sophomore year, I think. Yeah. So, uh, so then um, from there, I, I worked, I was an intern there. I actually ended up taking some time off. Um, the guy, Harold Engstrom, ended up needing some help working on um, a startup for, for our Research Triangle Park facility for Biogen. So I took some time off from school. I actually did a project while in school for, for a gap year, um, working, you know, indirectly through Dick um, for, for that project. So. A really cool kind of experience early on to just kind of see uh, a facility get built, see all the complexity of that, and um, and, and kind of help out there. And then from there, um, 
let's take it on. You know, I graduate, I go out to, to California. So I just decide I'm going to do it. And I end up doing some contract work for a couple of companies, you know, Baxter, um, Bayer, a little bit for Amgen out in California. Um, I get some experience. I, I then, you know, a couple of years out there and, and decide to, to come back and um, end up working for Abbott at the time. It was actually BSF. It was, it was pre them being bought out. But mm. for BSF, um, I did that for a little bit. And then I actually ended up staying there and started my own company. Um, so, I, so I ran my own validation company for, I don't know, about six years until I, I came to this point where um, sometimes you have to, you have to decide, you know, what are you good at and what aren't you good at? And one of the things at that time I really felt like I wasn't good at was kind of meeting people that I didn't know. It was a skill mm -hmm. that I didn't have and it wasn't a core, core competency. And, and I came to this conclusion of, you know, if the most important thing you have to do you're, to be successful is something that you're not good at, you're probably doing the wrong thing. So <laughs> at that point, I, I decided to move over to, to the operating company side of, side of the fence um, and, and manage a group. So, you know, when I decided that, that I didn't really love the sales and marketing side, side of the fence, um, at least at that, you know, in that point, you know, working for an operating company um, was kind of the way to go. From there, I moved on to, to, to Genzyme. It, it really kind of a, an interesting point in their, their history. So if you look at Genzyme, this is Genzyme, kind of the heyday of Genzyme, um, right before the consent decree. So yeah, um, so 09 there, to 13 is what it looks like, right? Yeah, so, so in yeah. 09, you, you kind of see Genzyme in the, that Henry Tremere kind of um, great way that it was. Um, but then, you know, sorry, I have a kid in. Hey, what's no, up? <laughs> um, no, right now I'm on, I'm on a call. Okay. Um, so from, from 09 to 13, um, at 09, but I think by 010, we, we, we you, hit, you hit the consent decree and some of the things happened, which leads you down to Sanofi buying that company. Um, it was really a change, a change to them in so many ways that, um, um, you know, to, to see a company go from the, the company that it was, the company that, that it would become by the time I left, um, it, it really was almost like working for two different companies while there. Um, yeah. I, I, I then went over to, to, to Shire. And it, it, it's interesting time for Shire, too, in, in some of the same way. Um, I, I came from Shire where Shire was this little company. Um, it really was, was one, one facility, um, one facility in the whole company. You're kind of the center of the world in, in the Shire world. And then um, you fast forward that clock and they end up buying Baxalta. So it's one of those acquisitions where um, we were the, the smaller company buying the much larger company. And at the end of the day, you're not sure who bought who. So, you know, <laughs> when you go from one operating, when you go from one manufacturing facility to buying a company that has 11 more, and now you're one of 12 facilities, it, it, it kind of changes your worldview on things and it changes the mm -hmm. company. And in a positive way, um, from there, it, it fast forwards to, 
um, becoming uh, about a, a little over a year ago, part of Takeda and the Takeda Network. And, uh, and that's where we are now. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So you, you've gotten to see, see a bunch of different stuff then for sure. Wow. Um, all right. We're going we're gonna to blow through some of these questions, but I want to get to them if we can. So you've got, you just talked about all these different companies that you were part of. Um, and uh, I'm, I know these companies, they're all very different. All the, everyone you just talked about, right? They all have very unique backgrounds. So um, what is something that you've seen, you know, change a lot over the years in the industry? Tell me about that. You know, I, I feel like the connectedness of us all, uh, and maybe this is kind of the culmination that where we are now in COVID-19 COVID is just how connected we are and how quick things move. I, I think of, you know, you go back 10 or 15 years and, you, and you're, you may be on Blackberries and things of that sort. Um, there wasn't this expectation of, immediate turnaround and, and always being accessible that you, you see mm -hmm. now. So, so I really think about how connected we are and how um, people globally are communicating. It, it just creates a very different, a different place um, for where we are. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, I, I know I was reading an article, I think it was in the New York Times the other day about the response in the scientific community to how we've been dealing with COVID-19 and how different it is from maybe some of the more silos that a lot of people put themselves in, whether it's in your country or in your state and how in the scientific community, which, you know, is very connected to where we are. They've just said, you know, all hands on deck. I don't care what country you're from, what company you're from. We need to figure this thing out as fast as possible. So um, it, I agree. That's, that's a big change. Um, so, so you've done a lot in validation, is that right? That's been- I, I have, I, I spent up until the last month or so, um, really in that engineering um, validation space that whole time. So whether that's okay. commissioning equipment, um, getting it started up, and then a real long time in terms of kind of that equipment side of validation. Um, you know, and, and seeing iterations of how things are moving in that space as well. Okay, so that's, I mean, obviously one of my questions is, you know, specialty that you have. So that's obviously a specialty since that's been the majority of your career. Um, anything unique in the validation space that you've seen change over the, over the years? I, I think, I really think looking at, um, yeah, so I think this whole risk-based approach and how we can utilize things testing that we're doing early on and really trying to compress that, that those timelines together and um, maybe the cooperation that's gone on in, in some, some of the willingness to identify it is a critical aspect, a critical part of the, the whole timeline to a project. Um, it has really changed over time. I, th I think early on, so often it would just be an afterthought in terms of the process that, you know, that you get to, to a point and you're like, oh yeah, we got to validate this stuff. And you'd be like, hey, we didn't even design this thing right. Like, this is going to be a real challenge to, 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 to do things. Or, um, hey, why do we need certain types of documents? And, and realizing, like, hey, we really can't move forward until we understand what we want the system to do. So um, I think there's been a, a real maturity that's gone on in, in terms of understanding of the importance and, and really integrating into the whole process. That's good. It, it seems to fall in line with what 
you know, the last thing you said about a lot of the connected and the connectivity of us all, you know, in the industry and, um, you know, trying to work together through the whole process. I think that's a, that's a big one. I, I, I was down at the North Carolina event, um, on my birthday uh, when this all started and that was the last thing I did. Um, and I heard, I heard, uh, somebody in regards to commissioning and validation say the same thing. They said, you know, the big thing they've seen is just being engaged, literally sometimes in the, you know, RFP process and things like that versus in the past, it was, you know, it's installed and started up. Now it's yours. Like what's mine? It's almost like you could throw throw this over the fence and Hey, you know, this is, this is a validation problem. This is all, you know, we're all one big team trying to get it done. I think that the people identify it as, in that way yeah i, I think i mean I, I don't know who doesn't think that's good it, it isn't easy though right it's 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 a lot of work to make that happen in a, in a good way so absolutely um, um all right so as you know we've sort of been hitting a, a vein here but i'm i'm curious if maybe it falls in the same road or maybe there's something else but what's something that you that you've seen over the years maybe you're seeing happen right now that you think we could make a kind of an improvement in our industry um, um, probably along the lines of your you know your own specialty but you know maybe something else that you see from more a third party and be like hey what's going on over here we should totally do one, one area I, and I think this is an area we're trying to work on is, is really the digitization of, of, of this world yeah so um, finding ways to do things in a, in a much you know in a paperless environment so you know, historically, validation has been these binders and binders of paper sitting on, you know, sitting on shelves where, um, you know, with some of these software solutions that are out there now, we're really trying to move towards becoming a paperless world. And, and I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's a place where we all would like to be because that really does drive some efficiencies in the whole process. People are much more aware of when things go wrong. You don't get these silos, you, and I always think of you know having a little bit of light on things, you know, add some you know, you know, add some sanitation to, to things. Just just understanding where the problems are, and then being able to drive for for solutions going forward. I, I think is where you know the industry as a whole is, and I think where we're we're going um, within within our workspace as well. Just try to make things. Um, more streamlined in terms of a digital environment. Yeah, and it's funny this this whole situation actually may be one of the a big driver towards that, right? I mean, it it, it definitely is. I, I actually, it was funny. It was like on it might have been like day one where we're like, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna go digital. You know, we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to all be working remote. I'm like, wouldn't it be great? Like we've been talking about a digital solution on this. Hey, you know, maybe we can use this to help drive us forward in this space. Kind of the, you know, necessity is the the mother of invention, and yeah. uh, it seems like this is the direction that we're we're trying to drive towards. It's become um, a paperless environment, and it's partially for these these exact examples of hey, the only reason that you know this person needs to come in the office is to sign this piece of paper. Like, let's find a solution so that that doesn't have to happen. And I think that that will have long-term impact that um, things that sometimes things that would take a long time to do when, when there isn't an emergency, you can do very quickly when there is one. 
Yes. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big technology. I love technology. I, I'm an early adopter on a lot of technology type thing. And uh, two things that just came up recently with all this that make me think of this. And I was thinking about it as I'm talking to this guy, he's in real estate and he, he does, he's in real commercial real estate. He's buying, selling, renting, and he did his yep. first closing completely digital. Now I know that's been around for a long time, but ultimately they've usually still had somebody sit down with you, you know, and, and be, I don't even know what the role is, but they have to witness the signatures and stuff. And sure. Right. Just went away. They just, they just did a whole closing on a commercial real estate, completely digital, which I thought was, was pretty neat. That's awesome. Um, and then another thing just came up. I was actually talking to my brother about this and just how I think that, you know, so often change is reliant on a specific person's experience, right? So maybe you came from this company where you saw something go really well and you moved to a new one and, and you go, Hey, there's all these great things we did over here. And you moved to a new company and you're like, Hey, we should do it this way. And everybody's like, Oh, I don't know. That might be the way they did it there. But that, right. Yep. So that, that's pretty, I think a common experience for a lot of people. You might be on either end of that. But all of a sudden, literally the entire, you know, modern world is going through this huge thing all at the same time. We get to watch it on TV together, right? We have to be on yep. Zoom calls talking about it. And, and it's all of a sudden, everybody in our whole industry goes, Ugh. like, no kidding. We really need to figure out a better solution for this. All of us do. Not just Takeda, not just, you know, Abvi or whoever, right? Everybody has to because we're all facing the exact same issue at the same time. So Absolutely. we have this great context, this shared context that we've never had. Nobody, never in the history of the world that we all of a sudden had the same shared context to deal with a lot of issues that in the past, maybe we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's great. Um, awesome. Well, hey, something... Something I've, I've been pretty interested in and I've, I've, I've enjoyed the answers so far that I've heard from different people is, um, you know, when you look at your career and you look at where you're at today, what's something if you were to go back in time 10 years, you'd like to tell yourself? You wish you knew and it can't be a stock tip. Sorry. Got to no, um, you know, I, I, I think it's just, I still try to coach people and I, I think of some of the, these things that you know, maybe things that didn't make mistakes, but you've seen other people is, you know, just just spend time and, and, and make real relations with people without without that that context of um, you're trying to get something from anyone. So so mm -hmm. I always think of um, really spending time to get to know people and you know, you know, and then everything else works itself out. I, I always think of that I think of that often that you know that 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 you know everything starts with a conversation and and really just you know get to know people and i feel like everything else kind of works that works itself out later on work on the relationship first and then you can work through problems i, I would say is is a key kind of way that i view the world all right i i completely agree with that now my question is for you how do you convince yourself of that 10 years ago yeah, I mean, I don't know. You probably heard that. You heard that yeah. ten years ago, didn't you? Yeah, but I think I think when you see just see so often where 
things kind of work themselves out because you've built that relationship and the relationship of trust. Um, yeah. That, that it's just a time and time, you know, kind of proven thing to me. Yeah, no, I, I, not to, I, not to make it hard for you. I just, I, I mean, I heard that when I was younger um, and it, it, you sort of accept it at a certain level, right? You, you agree yeah, with sure. it to whatever level you're willing to agree with it, but you do, you're not sort of like fully sold on it. I think when you're younger sure. a lot of times. So, um, and I, I, I've thought often like, okay, if I was to tell myself that 10 years ago, would I even believe myself or would I just be like, yep, you're just another old guy saying the same exactly. thing. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, uh, this has been super good. Thanks for being on here today. Um, I have one last question for you before we're, Shoot. Before we're done. And I want to know what, what's something that you just like to share with the other folks in our industry. And again, we're talking to people like yourself, uh, maybe your vendors that are calling on you, maybe the people that work for you, you know, quality people, engineering, facilities, process guys, this, this space that, you know, that seems like we have our own little cocoon of people here in our industry. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, maybe this is kind of the, ISV, the ISVE side of things. It's just get involved and, and just, you know, get to know people that are different, you know, learn from other people, you know, get to know each other and get involved. Like, you know, whatever you do, I think the more, you know, I always think back to like when I, when I did grad school, I went to Babson for my MBA. Um, one thing I would do is we would go out after, you know, it sounds like a stupid thing, but we'd go out and grab a beer after class. And, and sometimes just get to know people, understand people, and, and really understand other people's points of view. And I, I feel like the more you do, more that you put into everything, the more you get out. So, mm. you know, when it, whether that's, you know, at work and, and finding ways to be involved in, in work, whether it's outside of work, just, just be engaged. And, and I think the more that you do that, the, the better off we all are. Oh man, that's great stuff. I, I, I agree. Sometimes I wish I didn't agree with it because it would make my life a little easier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it's great. And by the way, man, it's just too bad you went to such sorry schools, Cornell and Babson. Jeez. I know. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Yep. Couldn't, couldn't well, get into a real school, I guess, huh? Man, yeah, just a, uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate what you just said. And I think, um, you know, it's something we all can learn a little bit more every day. And another thing you said is listen to people and try to understand each other. And um, I know that I can, uh, you know, I don't know everybody you know, but I've spoken to you yeah. enough to know that that is actually important to you. You're not just saying that, sure. right? I mean, I, I've... We've interacted off of, you know, official yeah. channels and I've seen the way you've reached out to me and asked me questions where yeah. maybe we might not see eye to eye on some, some things, but it didn't really matter. And you had an open mind and have been, uh, you know, real conversational rather than adversarial. And I really appreciate yeah. that. So thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, thanks. I well, appreciate hey, this. This was awesome, Eric. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. Uh, even got a little visit from your kid, although I didn't see a head poke out. So that's all right. See, yeah. I got, you can't see it. Like I got a window back there. I've had a couple kids poke their head right there. Um, <laughs> uh, not today, but uh, anyways, thanks for being on here today. Uh, I'm no, sure I'll be seeing it. you talking to you many times in the weeks to come. So thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. All right. All right. 
Thanks again for listening to the Modern Biopharma Podcast. Please reach out if there is someone you'd like us to interview or a topic you'd like us to discuss. We will make it happen. And don't forget to like us on iTunes or subscribe on YouTube. It helps us get the word out. See you next time.